On this episode, learn and memorize these five rules of growth marketing that can make or break your next campaign. Are you ready to discover the specific growth marketing tactics that will help you generate more traffic, leads, and sales? That's what Learn Growth Marketing is all about. In 20 minutes or less, you'll stay informed on what's trending and how to leverage it today with actionable marketing insights that keep you ahead of the curve in a constantly changing digital landscape. So whether you're starting a business, scaling a business, or helping your clients get better results, it's time to sit back, relax, and become the smartest marketer in the room. What's up, everyone? Nicholas here from Growth Marketer. And on this episode, we're talking about the five rules of growth marketing. Now, this is inspired by a blog post I recently wrote over on growthmarketer.co. But if you prefer listening, that's what this podcast is all about. So let's jump right in. Now, if you're like me, you enjoy having some kind of framework for getting things done, especially when it comes to complex topics like marketing. And so that's why I created these five guiding principles for launching successful marketing campaigns. I was just fed up with feeling overwhelmed by all of the marketing gurus who touted their exclusive systems, which really just ended up being a rehash of the same stuff over and over. So what I did is I thought about everything I've learned over the last 11 years working in the marketing field on literally thousands of marketing campaigns. And you know what? The same five things kept coming up. Almost every big win could be attributed to one or more of these five rules that I'm going to share with you. And also on the flip side, when I looked at all of the failures, some of the largest failures of my marketing career thus far, whether it was a personal project like that time when I unsuccessfully tried to launch an app for barbershops with $50,000 in venture funding and two business partners, that just totally didn't work. And this was back in 2011 and 2012 when everybody wanted to have an app or the client projects that just didn't take off as I had hoped it usually came down to one or more of these rules not being followed. So I share all of that with you so that you understand that the rules you're about to hear, they weren't created just off the cuff to get more clicks on this episode or more downloads. No, they've been proven again and again over the years. And finally, I'm just summarizing them both for my own purposes and to help you learn growth marketing so that you can leverage these tools as well. So that's the backstory, but let's get to the good stuff. Here are the five growth marketing rules that can help you launch successful marketing campaigns time and time again. Number one, give people what they want. This one, it sounds like a no-brainer, but hear me out. Every great marketing campaign starts with an amazing product or service or offer at its core. In other words, great marketing is not going to fix a crappy product. So you have to have something great to start with and then build the marketing around it. Furthermore, a great product that nobody actually wants won't help you either. I'll give you an example. Fax machines were truly amazing pieces of technology at one point in time. You could literally send documents through the air. It was magical. But do you want a fax machine today? Of course not. There's better ways to accomplish the same thing. So while a fax machine was once a marvel of technological achievement, nobody wants one anymore. So don't build something great if nobody wants it or nobody needs it. 
in order to give people what they want, you first need to understand who you're trying to reach. And that's where your target audience and your target persona come in, which we're going to talk about in a lot more detail on future episodes. So if you haven't already subscribed to the Learn Growth Marketing Podcast, now is the perfect time to do so. Now, I'll certainly cover these in more detail, but for now, HubSpot has some excellent resources that you can use to create your own target audience and target persona, and I've included those resources in the show notes for this episode. Now, your product, service, or offer. This is so important, and we're going to be talking about offers as they relate to marketing campaigns in a lot of detail on on all future episodes of the podcast. But the bottom line here in rule number one is don't sell crap. In fact, don't even try to give away crap for free. Make sure whatever it is that you're offering has a lot of value. And yes, I'm looking at all the folks out there who peddle free ebooks, which are really just blog posts that they took and created a PDF out of and slapped a cover that they created in Fiverr or Canva. Nobody wants that. You have to be original and you have to raise the bar, even with your free offers. Okay, let's move on to rule number two. Rule number two is to continually improve your messaging. So we're talking about messaging. So let's say you have a great product or service or offer, but how do you get people to understand it? That's where messaging comes in. When we think of messaging, the first thing that probably comes to mind is the copy that's surrounding your ads or your landing pages or emails or your website. And yes, that is primarily where your messaging lives. But don't forget about all the other elements of your messaging, like your brand identity or the overall design of your pages and your emails or your social channels or the tone of your content of what you and your team say to people when speaking with them one-on-one with potential buyers and also with customers alike. And when it comes to messaging, most brands miss the mark here because What their messaging is, is it's either too confusing, too self-centered, too inconsistent, or too sparse. I'm going to repeat that because it's important. Their messaging is either too confusing, too self-centered, too inconsistent, or too sparse. If you want to learn more about simplifying your messaging and bringing clarity to it and bringing clarity to the minds of your potential leads and buyers, I highly recommend reading a book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. He's really the king of clarifying your messaging, and I've learned a lot from him over the years. I'll include a link to the book in the show notes for this episode. Okay, we're rolling through these five rules because we are already on rule number three, which is to experiment with your traffic sources. Now, another huge problem I see with marketing campaigns is that some brands spend all their effort building a great product with great messaging, but when it came time to launch, all they heard were crickets. Yep, no traffic at all. And if you're just expecting people to just suddenly become aware of what you're offering without any real traffic acquisition strategy, well, that's not a strategy at all. So just don't do it. You need to put just as much time into your traffic strategy as you do into the other steps that are mentioned throughout this episode. And if you're still confused over what I'm saying when I refer to traffic strategy, I'm talking about how you plan on attracting visitors, leads, and customers to your site, to your landing page, to get onto your email list, whatever the case may be. Now, your options for generating traffic these days are plentiful. You can invest in, quote, free traffic sources from Google by building a robust SEO or search engine optimization strategy where you try to rank higher on Google, 
Or if you're more of the impatient type like me, you can deploy a paid traffic strategy using Facebook ads or Google ads and get out there in front of people right away just by paying for it. Heck, you could even try influencer marketing as your traffic strategy or cold email outreach or referral marketing or content marketing, which, of course, this is technically a form of content marketing, podcasting. So we're going to cover all of those different types of things on future episodes as well, because they're all very important strategies for generating more traffic. The bottom line here is that the opportunities for acquiring traffic in 2020 and beyond are limitless. Just remember that not all traffic is created equal, and no traffic sources are truly free, not even SEO. You either pay with your time and effort for building that SEO strategy, or you're going to pay for ads. So hopefully that'll debunk the whole uh, philosophy of, oh, I don't want to pay for advertising, or I don't want to pay for traffic. Because either way, you're going to be paying. It just depends. Do you pay with your time and effort, or are you going to pay for the advertising dollars? So eventually, you're going to find one or more traffic sources that work really well for you and your brand and consistently deliver a positive return on investment. And those are the channels you should scale. Now, let's move on to rule number four, and that is to reduce friction and increase motivation. And of course, this may be my favorite rule of all. Why? Because I've always been fascinated with buyer behavior and marketing psychology. And if you've followed some of my other projects like Landing Page School, you know that I talk a lot about conversion optimization and the importance of getting your website traffic to convert into leads and customers. And really, when you think about it, it all comes down to reducing friction and increasing motivation. In fact, if you asked me what type of marketing I specialize in, I'll tell you, conversion optimization. And that's what this rule is all about. Conversion optimization is just a fancy way of saying reduce friction and increase motivation for your visitors, leads, and potential customers so that they take action. And this all comes down to psychology and influencing behavior. In fact, the book that really popularized this stuff is called Influence by Dr. Robert Cialdini. And you should go figure. I mean, a book called Influence, of course, is going to help you learn how to influence behavior. And you should definitely read it. It's my second most recommended marketing book. And I will include a link to it in the show notes for this episode. So how does one influence behavior? Well, I've already told you by reducing friction and increasing motivation. But what does that mean? Let me give you an example. If I'm on your landing page and I'm interested in buying one of your widgets, but in order to buy it, I have to go through a 17-step form and I'm on a mobile device and the form is not easy to navigate, you've lost me. I was motivated to buy, but the complexity of the form caused too much friction. On the other hand, if you were to simplify the form and make it super usable, even on mobile, but the actual widgets you're selling are just run-of-the-mill average widgets that aren't any better than your competitors' widgets, which are cheaper as well, well then I don't have any motivation to make the purchase, even if the process is easy. So you see how friction and motivation go hand in hand? You need to constantly think about both of these things throughout your entire marketing funnel. Reduce friction and increase motivation. Maybe that can become your new marketing mantra, because it certainly is for me. Okay, we've made it to the fifth and final rule, which is let the data guide your decisions. This one is really important because data is the fuel of every great growth marketer. 
It's what sets growth marketing apart from brand marketing. Data can make or break your campaign. It can turn around a losing campaign. It can help you pick your biggest winners. And you're lucky because as a modern growth marketer, you have access to so much data at your fingertips. And it wasn't always this way. You may have heard a famous quote from over a hundred years ago from John Wanamaker, and he said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is, I don't know which half. Well, you and I, as modern growth marketers, we don't have this problem because we have data. We know where our traffic is coming from for the most part, and we know which campaigns are producing the best results, or we can get pretty close if we're tracking the right things. And we know what our return on investment is and what our customer lifetime value is and so much more. So growth marketers are data rich. However, many of them don't realize it they're still not taking advantage of all the data that's available to them. They're squandering it, letting it sit in silos like Google Analytics without taking more than just a casual glance every now and then in order to be able to tell their boss what their bounce rate is, which I don't want to go off on a tangent, but that's a whole other discussion of how that is a vanity metric. But anyways, the point is, you should be continually gathering and analyzing all sorts of data, both quantitative and qualitative data, so that you can make better decisions as to what you need to do more of, what you need to do less of, and what you need to test next. The big takeaway here is that almost every question a growth marketer has can be answered with data. Do you need to know how to improve your messaging? Well, conduct user research interviews and leverage the words and phrases of your audience. That's data. Need to know which traffic sources to scale up. Look at the data and see what's converting. I could go on and on, but I hope you get the point. So now let me just wrap this episode up by putting it all together. I know we covered a lot. And these five rules are serious stuff. They can really change the way you think about growth marketing. Just writing them down for me finally helped me understand how everything works together to bring greater results on a growth marketing campaign. And I hope they're going to do the same for you. So to quickly summarize the five rules, in rule number one, we talked about giving people what they want and starting with a great product or a great service or a great offer. In rule number two, I talked about continually improving your messaging and not to be too confusing, too self-centered, too inconsistent, or too sparse. In rule number three, I talked about experimenting with your traffic sources and how if you build it, they're not just going to show up. You really have to put a lot of effort into your traffic strategy, whether it be paid or free. Rule number four, I talked about reducing friction and increasing motivation, or basically the science of influencing behavior. And then finally, in rule number five, I said we should let the data guide our decisions because data is the fuel of every great growth marketer. Now, if you found this useful, I want you to do me a favor. Go over to growthmarketer.co and sign up for Growth Marketer Weekly. This is my free once a week newsletter where I share my best insights. I share news, tools, strategies, you name it, once a week in one short email, absolutely free every Thursday. And you can unsubscribe anytime if you don't like the content. But I have a feeling if you've listened all the way through to this episode, you're gonna love this newsletter because I put a lot of effort into it. And once a week, I give you my best advice and I find some really interesting growth marketing tools that you can explore as well. So head over to growthmarketer.co and you can sign up absolutely free. That's growthmarketer.co. 
That's going to do it for this episode. Let me know what you think about the new format. And if there's a specific growth marketing topic you want me to cover in the future, let me know. I can be contacted on Twitter, via email, on the website, you name it. And I'll put all those links in the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care. Learn Growth Marketing is a production of Earnworthy LLC. 